is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. And that's right, we are back here, another edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Martin. With me, as always, my good buddy, Jody Claypool. Jody, been a little while since we chatted here in the Kedco Studio Offices, third floor City Hall. Uh, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Uh, enough of the pleasantries here. We've got an exciting lineup of folks here today. Jody, uh, give us the lowdown on who we have in the studios here and uh, and why are they here today? We have Jason and Liz Dewart, and uh, we're going to be talking about um, KLA, um, and we're going to be talking about their story coming to Kosciuszko, um, where they came from, um, and how they're involved in the community, and basically their origin story. And uh, I'm excited to learn a little bit more about KLA. And Liz comes from uh, Instrumental Machine and Design, so she can give us a little background there as well, right? Um, yes, Instrumental Machine and Development. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, good correction, Instrumental <laughs> Machine and Development. So I appreciate that. Um, and so with that, let me just hand over uh, the conversation to you guys. Um, either one of you, go ahead and jump in, but uh, tell us a little bit about um, you can either start with KLA, tell us a little bit about that, or you can start with uh, your origin story, where you came from, how you got to where you are. Um, let's start with the origin story, yeah. How we, we can do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, my name is Jason. I, uh, I grew up in the area. I grew up in Milford, Indiana. I uh, went to uh, Milford Elementary and then Mil- uh, Wallace High School. So grew up in the lakes. It was, uh, you know, it was a great childhood, and you don't really realize it until you leave. You kind of take a lot of that for advantage. Um, and so I met Liz here in college at Purdue, and we moved to Chicago for about 13 years and didn't really, honestly, have any uh, desire to move back for a while. Um, you know, small town life, you don't really think about what you miss until you realize that you miss it. So I uh, started to feel a pull back for family that's still in the area. Uh, I still have a sister, and she has some kids still here. Um, I grew up in the lakes, so it's something that I always kind of felt was missing in the summers. Um, so that was something, you know, from the time I was little, I was always on a lake, and I missed that, you know, wakeboarding in the summer and uh, just swimming and having friends out on the boat and just cruising around. So... That was something that we kind of discussed a little bit and felt maybe it was right to uh, start taking a look at coming back. Right. Uh, so I think that changed when we had Maddox, our son, who's seven. And uh, he's about to start kindergarten, and that was the decision. Like, where do we go for a great childhood? Yeah, you showed me a cute picture of him in, uh, what is it, the Kosciuszko lookup? 
the lookbook. Yeah. So our, our son Maddox, our older one, took the picture uh, of our youngest son, uh, Maverick, who's getting ready to start kindergarten this year. Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's an action shot of him on the boat. So Exactly. It's funny, you, you bring up the lakes. I didn't grow up around a lake. I was more of a pond guy. Uh, so <laughs> a little bit different. Not a lot of skiing on a pond, but we, you know, fish and swim and whatever. And so the lake thing always kind of was a little bit curious to me. And then as you were talking, I could tell your eyes were lighting up and you have a lot of positive memories. Did you guys have, and this is pretty common in this area that I've learned, two houses. You have like the house you live at and then you have the lake house where you go. No, actually, I grew up on the lake uh, over in Wabi in Milford. Uh, So it's a 10 mile an hour or less lake. So it was a lot of pontoon rides and cruises after, uh, after dinner and um, my parents had a tube, but it was one of those things where you're barely moving. So it's, you know, you're mostly just trying to stay on the tube, um, <laughs> and not sink. So yeah. yeah right on. But it's great for little kids. It's great for little kids. Yeah. And, and so you, uh, from Chicago, I'm assuming your experience with lakes was like the great lakes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lake Michigan, right? Lakeshore Drive, uh, beaches all, all along there. Um, and really, there wasn't really sports on that lake. <laughs> too choppy. Yeah, yeah. It's too rough. So this is uh, the first time that I've actually experienced wakeboarding. Yeah. yeah. Did you try? I have. And? And I have failed. <laughs> and I... <laughs> she's learning. She's learning. Yeah. She's trying to get better. Yeah. I, I did stand up last summer towards the end. So I'm pretty happy about that. Now, uh, I'm not that familiar with wakeboarding. Is that one of those things where you're supposed to stand up and like ride the... Yeah, it's kind of like snowboarding. Snowboarding, you know, okay. But uh, right. on, the, on the water. So, yeah, we also do surfing, so I'm trying to get her into that as well. So you actually let go of the rope and you're riding the I've seen some cool pictures of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, Is that it's a fun. relatively new thing? The wake it's been around surfing. for a while, but uh, yeah, when I was a kid in, in high school, it wasn't really a thing yet. So when I left, it kind of became a thing. Right on, right on. Okay, so you're from Chicago. Yes. Okay, so whereabouts in Chicago are you from? So it's actually uh, right outside of Chicago, a town called Lincolnwood. And uh, it also had like a uh, 12,000 population, kind of like around here, right? So, you know, it's not huge, but uh, really close to the city. So we always went to the city for all our festivals and whatnot all the fun um but so i think what's interesting is that um finding a job here was really nice because i'm uh so i started with cnc machining in illinois and i was like oh no if i move what where am i gonna go i didn't know here in warsaw in kosciuszko county that there would be so many like engineering and CNC machining jobs. So once we moved, I was like, wow, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people probably aren't aware of the opportunities for that skill set, but I'm, I'm glad you highlighted that. Yeah. Now, uh, what do you do for instrumental machining development? So uh, I work in the engineering department, mm-hmm. and um, I we design and manufacture um, orthopedic instruments. So uh, I do 3D models, prints, uh, fixture designs for the CNC machines, and uh, just, yeah, a lot of prototypes. Um, Yeah. Right on. So uh, how long ago did you guys move here? 
Well, it was 2019. Well, yeah. Uh, so we, we had a little bit of an interesting situation where when we kind of made a decision to move, we couldn't find a house right away. We had kind of been on and off looking for a couple of years, just kind of not fully committed. And we found something and bought in August of 18, I think. And we decided we were going to do some fix-ups while I got to go back and forth. Um, she stayed here half the time, and I came back every weekend to uh, try to put in new flooring and all that kind of stuff. So I think we officially moved in 2019, beginning of. Yeah. So. Yeah, because that's when uh, I got a job at Instrumental Machine and Development. Right. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and I was still working remote at the time. Um, when I wasn't going back and forth, you know, for a while. And then when I officially moved back, I was working remote for the, the bank that I worked for in Chicago. Um, and then, uh, I was lucky enough to get a, a job over at Intera Credit Union, uh, doing business development for them. So as well as treasure management side of things, which is your online, uh, features. So you're, you know, online banking stuff like ACH and wires and, uh, fraud prevention, all that good stuff. Um, which I've had experience in. That's that was my main uh, my, my job when I was back in Chicago. So I had about 15 years experience doing that. So it was it's a great uh, great company to work for. I really enjoy it. So you you mentioned that um, this really kind of popped up and and were, you were more interested in looking at moving back to fill in this piece that was missing when your oldest son was getting ready for for school. You talk about the surprise of CNC jobs and engineering jobs here. Oh my goodness, there's so many. Talk about the school. What? How? You know, school decision. Uh, was it easy being from the Wallace District? Was it <laughs> not easy? And uh, take us through some of the thought processes as parents would be moving in with children about the school system in this area. Yeah, I mean, initially we were looking on Lake Wallace. That was our our big area we were looking for, but we found that. You know, cost of housing was kind of driving us out a little bit. Um, there was a few houses we looked at, but, um, you know, I went to Wallace C's, so that's kind of just where I thought would be great, especially with such a big lake. I mean, that's, that's, well, Lake Wallace C is our big driver in the area. Uh, we get people from all over for that, that lake. But, um, you know, we came over here and we found Winona was right in town. Uh, it was really convenient to everything. We found a house we liked and, we the school system to, was school system was highly great. Rated. And, you know, being from Wallace, you know, going to Warsaw, I didn't know how I felt about that. There was always that little bit of a rivalry. But, you know, so far it's been great. So the schools, I mean, our son loves his teachers. Mm-hmm. Teachers so, are great. Yeah. Um, he's in, uh, he's going to second, but his first grade teacher, uh, Mrs. Uh, Kendall. Kendall, yeah. yeah. I mean, his reading level has just, skyrocketed yeah yeah and the school system i know has done a lot of different things with the uh, spanish immersion at eisenhower to the stem at washington and, and potentially now stem coming to claypool so I mean, there's a lot of things within but uh, again i think in the school system there's a lot of the same thing that liz said uh, on the engineering and i keep going back to that really you guys have engineering cnc stuff here and i think the same thing can be said about the possibilities with our own school system yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm a, a VEX robotics judge, um, and I'm always astounded how um, how much uh, investment the schools have in the area um, around the STEM programs. And even more incredible is how 
proficient the students are at such an early age at employing very complex STEM principles and making these little autonomous robots that go through and compete against each other. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fun and exciting. So, um, Liz, let's transition here a little bit and talk about the other hat. We talked instrumental machine and Development. 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 <laughs> yes. No, I probably screwed that up yeah, the second time I said but, it. Yeah. So, KLA. Let's let's talk a little bit about KLA. Big picture. I just saw an article uh, here recently. Forty years of, of KLA working in this area. Um, talk a little bit about what you do with KLA. How you've got to be involved with KLA and just uh, what it is for those that don't know. Okay, sure. Uh, KLA stands for uh, Kosciuszko Leadership Academy. And uh, how I got started was uh, I got nominated to take, a, take the class. And um, during like the school year, you get to go uh, and visit different parts of the county and learn about the county and what is happening. Um, so after that, well, I, I took it with, uh, I met Alan Tio. And that's um, where I started with Clearly Kosciuszko because that was one of the projects. And uh, after that, I thought, wow, this is a great organization. You know, having a leadership academy that works within the county to kind of better the area. And they have white paper projects that are started and continued uh, through the years. So a good example is the uh, ice rink that is going to be built. There were actually, I believe, three papers. And the first started 2008. And then following years, two more white paper projects showing that you know people want this ice rink. And I think this is a great amenity to have in the county just like the um, splash pad. Mm -hmm. That was also a white paper from Kosciuszko Leadership Academy. Um, I think having the type of uh, com community involvement with people is important. And th this is a avenue to get uh, additional inputs and interact with the community. Yes, mm -hmm. so I think uh, they're gonna. We're gonna start a class uh, for twenty this year because we didn't do it last year, you know. But uh, this year, the the sign up is still available, and uh, we start in August. Who can sign up? Can anybody sign up for it? Yeah, anybody can sign up. Mm -hmm. Is it geared toward? Um, it, it, are the classes geared toward uh, young leadership, or can an old guy like me? Uh, Oh yes, you can. You can definitely sign up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you're younger, though, actually, uh, KLA. There's also one called uh, Youth Kosciuszko Leadership Academy, and that you know is for I believe uh, high school students. What's involved in once you sign up to take the class? What's involved in the class, and what's in, what? What are some of the responsibilities that a member would have? Uh, so for the class. Uh, it's every two weeks you meet up in the morning for about two hours, and usually um, at a community um, uh, location where, like, uh, let's see, there was a K-21. You guys have heard of that. Mm -hmm. uh, 
we've met at the Lilly Center that you know does all the lake things and just different places um, Hollywood to see you know how they take they recycle uh, milk jugs to make furniture and uh, yeah you just learn about all of that and then you get to pick a project and that's how you start your white paper project and there's awards given so that um, it's like grant money. So there's um, the the major award is the Northerner Award, and that's like a thousand dollars towards your white paper project to get it started. So how many white papers are generated out of uh, KLA each year? You mentioned you can you can pick a project that would that would assume then that there's several white papers being worked on at the same time. Is it individually? Is it team? You know, how do these projects come about? Right. Uh, so it's a team of uh, f usually around four people. And depending on the class size, you can have over five projects, five or six, you know. And usually, yeah, it's just quite a bit there was quite a bit of projects that we're going through so it just depends you know because sometimes there's only two people <laughs> like alan and i we were two how, how long do um, the projects last typically how long does it take you to create a white paper oh it's just one one like semester one like school year oh okay yeah so it's just like school <laughs> And, and, you know, you mentioned that the ice rink was a culmination of, uh, of maybe three white papers. Um, I assume that meant go back and re refine and revise a, a previous one. And, you know, so in other words, the 2008 white paper from the, on the ice rink maybe wasn't a winner, but we went back and revisited and we went back and revisited to kind of get things tweaked to the project actually got off the ground or, or does it work differently? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting too deep into the weeds, I guess. Uh, yeah, so I think they tweak it. And really, uh, towards the end of the white paper project, you have to find a community organization that will continue. And that's what's important. You know, if somebody else takes, you know, um, a responsibility mm -hmm. to continue it. And I think that was the hardest part because, you know, ice skating rinks are pretty a big deal <laughs> mm -hmm. so in that case you know when you find a community organization you know, let's just take a white paper that you would do um are you then responsible for shepherding that thing through even with the community organization or do you basically say here's the white paper i found this organization that wants to partner here jody you you, you run with it sir organization and you take care of it or do you really then have an active part coming out of KLA in seeing this project that you maybe started all the way through I think it depends on uh, the group so uh, with clearly Kosciuszko the one that I worked on uh, we were thinking about having kind of like a voluntary board kind of continue with it but you know it's up to you you know if you want to continue and help out. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, you know, KLA gets uh, a, a lot of notoriety uh, within the county here. Uh, been around for, for 40 years. I saw earlier this summer uh, they were launching um, a, a little bit of a fundraiser. It was kind of a public-private thing. Um, 
talk a little bit about the future of KLA. You know, 40 years is a long time to be around. What happens in the next 10 with KLA from your perspective? I mean, you're, you're a person that's gone through it. You've had the white paper that you've come through. What What is the future for KLA as we move forward? Well, um, I actually uh, continued with KLA by joining the board as okay. the voluntary, uh, I guess, public information. Mm-hmm. And uh, with this fundraiser, this 40 for 40, 40 years, and the fundraiser, fundraiser's $40,000, mm-hmm. this will help KLA probably do so much so much work, you know, so many white projects, uh, white paper projects that uh, that the community will need. And so, I mean, originally, I think it was, you can only give uh, one award per year. You know, I'm thinking this 40,000 is gonna probably give more mm-hmm. to more than one project. I'm not sure, you know, but it, it is gonna do great things. What's, uh, is the focus, you know, a lot of times, and this is part of the reason for the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast, because, you know, Jason, you mentioned Wawasi, Syracuse, in that direction. You know, we have a lot of small communities, Etna Green, uh, Burkitt, uh, Silver Lake, Claypool, you know, a lot, do a lot of the white paper projects focus, for lack of a better word, on the greater Warsaw area or greater Warsaw, Syracuse area, or, or do we see these white papers actually pushing out into the county, into the far reaches of the county and trying to address things that are needed maybe on a county yeah. level? That's a good question. And it, are there participants from those areas? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Usually they're just all part of Kosciuszko County, so they live in different areas. And um, one of the grading uh, for the white paper projects is about um, how does it affect the rest of the county, not just Warsaw, but the whole county. Okay, so um, what would be, if somebody was curious about KLA, what would be the top three benefits for joining the organization? Let's see. Um, uh, You get to work with people that are also interested in the community and bettering the community. So networking, networking amongst people Mm -hmm. who are invested and passionate about the community. That's a good one. Uh, Also meeting uh, some really nice people, I think, right? Uh, And it makes you feel like you're part of something. I don't know. I think for me, it kind of made it more like, like I belong in this community. Well, you're building for a greater right. tomorrow, let's say, right? So you're you're building up our area so that it brings more people in and it creates growth and mm-hmm. more opportunities with, within our own communities. Sure, yeah. Well, um, being familiar with the Winona Lake area, you know, being invested in that area. Me, I, I live north of town. I live in the Dells. But when I go down there to walk the trails, I see everybody using that splash pad. And I'm like, oh, that was a really good idea. You know, it, it brings people together. Mm-hmm. It's a real impact. So let, let's uh, let, let, let's pivot from that back to you know, Jason and Liz. So you have uh, you have two kids. Um, what do you do? What, what what parts of the county do you explore regularly? What do you do for for fun? 
And what are some areas, those two-part question, what are some areas, what are some things that are on the bucket list per se, the, the five-year bucket list, you know, what, you know, things we want to handle and do and explore within the county in the next five years. I mean, you mentioned the lakes. The lakes are a big part of your life. So I'm yeah. going to say, throw the lakes out. Let's yeah. talk about something other than lake fun. Yeah. In the summer, that's, that's a big part of it for sure. Um, but, you know, one of the great things that I've noticed since we moved back is a lot of small businesses that have kind of sprouted up. And we've always had small businesses. Um, but things like uh, Common Spirits, right? The uh, the bar, the downtown, is that what it's called? Oh, uh, Paradiso. Paradiso, um, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, some of those little places that are great, you know, like there's uh, like a little whiskey bar and stuff. So like places to go out at night, things that we never really saw before. Um, I guess you, you have never. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. So there wasn't really a lot of, let's say, nightlife around before. And so we're finding more and more places like that, like Oak and Alley, um, another great place to go to for a nice burger and some drinks. Um, going off into Syracuse, there's a Japanese restaurant that popped up while we were away that is just amazing. What's Kiyomi? that one called? It's called Kiyomi. Um, and the woman who owns that, Kelly, is just, man, she knows everybody. I mean, people walk in, not only does she know you, she knows what you order, like it's, I don't know how she has such a great memory, but she's, she's great. Um, you know, obviously we go down to staples of like Syracuse, the channel marker, um, sleepy owl, places like that are always great. We like to go over there. To be um, Creek winery. To be Creek winery. Yeah. Great little atmosphere out there. If, uh, anybody out there has not gone, they should try it out. And, um, I don't know what, what, uh, other places Liz, do you think? Well, for me, I think it's mostly what's great for our kids, and there's a lot of activities for them, especially yeah. through the Y. Yeah, the YMCA, big part of our life as well. We do a lot of stuff over there between you know soccer and basketball and swimming classes and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys get out last weekend to the arts festival? We did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. great. A lot of great artists. A lot of woodworking people were out there. I was surprised to see how many. Um, we found a couple of things we liked. We didn't uh, pull the trigger on them quite yet, but we got cards. I and got stuff. cards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for people who are listening, the uh, Winona Lake area, when the weather gets really nice, they have a lot of weekend festival type things going on. So if you check out their website, you can see what kind of events they have going on. Uh, a little lighter this year than normal years, you know, because everybody's mm-hmm. recovering from the COVID thing. But, um, yeah, I wanted. I, I like the arts festival. I, yeah, I, I like checking out all the. Well, in the, the winter people. too, they have uh, the tree lighting. That was always nice. Uh, yeah, your kids over there. And I, I I think I enjoy the uh, the parades here a lot more. Uh, the festivals a lot more. Mm-hmm. Just because um, I am not fighting for space. Yeah. <laughs> so Big which difference. ones do you hit? I mean, I assume you know up. In the Syracuse area, you probably get the ones that you were growing up uh, festival-wise. But uh, what are some other ones? What are your What are your top two uh, in the area to hit? Um, well, the one that we uh, that we started uh, with when we met was the Milford Fest. Milford Fest, yeah. We always did. So I grew up in Milford, so that's uh, Milford Fest was something that I remembered, and we always took our kids there. They get to ride the the fire trucks and get candy and 
all the little rides and stuff. Uh, so this year, Beer and Jessup uh, did a great thing. They weren't going to have the the uh, festival this year, but they jumped in and took it over. And um, they they all the rides were free, so it was really nice. Yeah, right on. Right on. So what do you guys, uh, as far as activities with the kids when you're out and about, um, what sort of things do you guys find yourselves gravitating towards? Again, I'm sure you're going to say getting out on the boat, <laughs> right? Um, for example, um, I like parks. Like we, I, we went down to Salamone a couple weekends ago and uh, ha- had some fun mixing it up with the cicadas, which are out in force, by the way. Anybody who's been out in the woods knows that there's cicadas everywhere. Um, but what do, you, what do you guys like to do? Well, uh, right now we've only uh, ventured towards the, uh, the trails in Winona, and that's just because our kids walk for 10 minutes and they're done. <laughs> yeah. Been there. <laughs> so I, I really want to check out the, the bigger trails uh, and with, with bikes. Yeah, I mean, I know, again, we're going back into the Syracuse area again, but they now have a trail um, all up and down the water line over there by the marsh. Oh, yeah, it's really cool. It's really nice out there. So we'd like to take the kids out there, maybe let them get on their bikes and explore that a little bit. Yeah, if you take it down all the way to the dam, there's usually some ducks that are, like, precariously balancing right on the edge of the water. I don't know, for whatever the reason, every time I go there, (laughs) I see these ducks that are just, like, trying to fight to not fall over the edge. It's kind of fun to watch. (laughs) Well, the place here, you know, where we are at, I, I, it's cool that you're originally from Chicago and that you spent some time in Chicago as a couple before coming back here. Because, you know, when people talk about, you know, where you're at, well, where, where, where's Warsaw? Well, halfway between, you know, Fort Wayne, South Bend, and, and Chicago is just up the line. So running down that U.S. 30 corridor, going back to your time in the Chicagoland area, uh, folks were coming this way, and I'll go back to the whole reason that we started this podcast. You know, folks driving down US 30, whether it's headed toward Chicago or you know toward Fort Wayne, whatever. Um, what would you tell folks back in that area is a reason to stop and turn right or turn left and and check out Kosciuszko County, not just Warsaw, but this area. It's just not just a pass through community. What's what would you tell people at that point? Do you have anything that you would? Uh, oh, uh, people are really nice yeah. and inviting. Yeah, nice and inviting. I would say, um, you know, we have kind of a, a mix of everything here. So you have your large companies like your Hollywood and and your Zimmer and all these, but you also have a lot of medium to smaller size businesses that are family owned. So you have a lot of variety here um, and a lot of a mixture on what that's for. Uh, unique things like we were talking about with tippy creek winery you know you don't get a lot of that kind of stuff in chicago um sit out in the middle of a cornfield and like little silo stages and everything it's just a nice little setting so you know sit back relax and enjoy the area right mm-hmm. yeah so so I, I, and what i mean if i read between the lines you're, you're almost referencing a slower pace of life from oh know, yes from well slower pace but i would say that you know you don't want to go and say just slower pace of life because, you know, that's one of the things that drove me out when I was younger, you know, going to Chicago. When I moved back here, I was actually surprised to find that it's not just a slower pace of life. There are other things to do if you want them. Um, that might not have necessarily been true 
when I was here before. So the, the community's grown. There's been, I think, a call for some of that. You know, more ethnic restaurants, for instance. Like I was talking about the Japanese restaurant. We have uh, Indian restaurants here in town. We have two of them. Um, so there's a lot of new stuff. Uh, you know, the, the coffee house um, has uh, ramen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ramen now. So that's pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have that before. So there's just a lot of that now. A lot of new things popping up that are, uh, you know, people that are coming in that are younger maybe that are going to work for places like Zimmer. Um, there are things for them now. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I couldn't agree more. I um, Every Wednesday I try to throw my shoulder out playing sand volleyball, and I see all these young kids. Is that over and, at Spikes? Uh, or what do you yeah, that? over yeah. at Spikes. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm, I'm reminded that uh, I'm not, <laughs> part of that younger crowd anymore <laughs> well i broke my knee uh wakeboarding so uh, there you go first yeah. time in probably 15 years and i decided hey let's go out and try it and i broke it so <laughs> nobody told me i got old <laughs> we're gonna hit him with the stumper i don't have a stumper today you. Well, okay so there's a question that we ask uh during these episodes and um it's it's intended to elicit what the visceral meaning of the word means, but what we ask is, what does clearly Kosciuszko mean to you? And you both have to answer. So yeah, you got two guests in the studio. We have to get answers. Yeah, and, and don't look say, at each oh, other. I don't want you guys cheating. I'm just looking at her because I'm telling her she needs oh. to go first. <laughs> oh, I'll go first. <laughs> okay, uh, clearly Kosciuszko uh, to me is a place that is inviting and a lot of changes are happening and it's also about unity for the county now before jason goes i will say that was probably she wrote the stupid white paper on clearly <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> you're a ringer very good stumper yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead jason uh clearly casiasco so uh, for me, I, I've invested in small businesses and medium-sized businesses in our area. You know, my dad had one in in, uh, in Milford growing up, so that's just kind of how I grew up. So for me, clearly, Casiasco is investing in our our smaller businesses, uh, making sure we take care of them, our lakes, um, and our businesses. You know, our our, uh, our community, community. Too. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's all about our community and making sure that we grow and our families grow. Uh, not just larger corporations. Right on. Well, Jason, Liz, very nice to meet you. Thank you for joining our podcast and uh, participating today. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, it's been great talking to you. And uh, I, Jody, I wish we could tease the lineup of who else that we have coming on in the future, but you and I decided we probably shouldn't do that just yet. But you guys are kicking off a great, uh, a, a great summer and fall series here on the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. So we're going to be talking with a lot of exciting movers and shakers that deal with some of the some of the industries and talking points that you just brought up in your podcast. So it's going to be interesting. I, we invite, Jody, I invite you know, all of you to just continue to keep down in this podcast. We will be updating these now once a month. We'll be putting these out on the last Wednesday of every month. So we're just going to announce that here right now that... Uh, uh, that is the schedule here. So clearly, Kosciuszko going monthly now. Yeah, we want to thank everybody for listening. Like, set, uh, subscribe, and share. And uh, let's get the word out and on how great this area is. That you do on that. So that's, that's right. again, that's beyond me and most of what I do. <laughs> so I'm still stuck in the Netscape ages, I guess. So anyway, Jason, Liz, glad to have you here today. Jody, as always, 
Good to be with you, and we'll talk again soon. You're listening to the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. Clearly Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, Clearly Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.